0: And now, for the review of the day. All right, I got a review here on Rabish University for the Certified Outbound Lead Specialist course. The Outbound Leads. This one is from Sanford Brown, five stars. You might notice, guys, I don't, you know, a lot of people do reviews, they do. Fred P., Joan S. I I read full names and have no problem, and I think in today's society, we all should. But anyways, Sanford Brown says a certified outbound lead specialist course is fantastic. It unpacks a lot of very valuable information and portray the proper view of what it is like to be an outbound lead specialist or have one or more on your team great insights and information to point you in the right directions quickly and enhance existing skills or even get started for the first time. Very engaging. Thank you, Sanford. I appreciate that. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast, so give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, Subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, we have a great guest today a rocking and rolling real estate agent that has a tragic story to tell and a story of resilience. How to maintain business and how sometimes the best medicine for us is the best way to recover is through, you know, selling real estate and getting back into it. And uh, we're going to dig very deep today and uh, talk about a lot of things. So I'm excited today to have Vicki Newfall on the line and um, Vicky's crushing it. And uh, having one of the best years ever. And we're going to find out how and why and all that good stuff. So without further ado, Vicky, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars.
1: Thank you, Pat. It's an honor to be here. I've been watching your show for many years and i um, really honored to be part of this. So thank you.
0: Hey, Vicki, why don't you tell everybody about yourself so they can get to know you better?
1: Okay. So I uh, started real estate in 2005, literally the month and the year that it came crashing down, July of 2005. And before that, I, um, I was born in Beirut, Lebanon, was born into a civil war, came here when I was age eight into Northern, into the Northern Virginia area. And I've been here ever since and learned English and went through school and went to George Mason university, got my bachelor's in marketing. I worked for a couple of years with Virgin Atlantic airways, um, got to watch, uh, you know, Richard Branson was, is the CEO. So got to kind of watch his style and, um, and then after a couple of years of working for the airline in, in sales and in inside sales, I took five years off to have my three sons. And after five years of that, I decided I was wanted, I've always wanted to do real estate. It's, it's always been a passion of mine. And so I decided I would go back to real estate, sell one or two houses. We had just gotten a new au pair. I was super excited to have her help me with the boys. And I thought if I could just sell one or two houses, then maybe next year she could stay another year. And that's really how I started. And so from that 2005, in July of 2005 is when I started. I uh, started working for Sherry Wilson, Remax Leaders. Uh, It was a uh, rainmaker team. I got to meet um, a lot of wonderful people who I still work with today, including my business partner, Karen Cooper, and worked there for three years, Really, um, you know, I was taught from the very beginning. Um, Byron Buffini, we did 100 Days to Greatness. I went and attended his um, summit or seminar in San Diego. I drank the Kool-Aid. I came back more excited than ever. I was hungry. I had really never had a chance to um, grow my career, and I was driven to to find financial independence. So I stayed with that. Team for about three years till I felt like it was time for me to graduate and look for a different opportunity and then I moved on to another franchise uh, you know company a real estate company with Century 21 I was there for seven years seven really great years uh, during that time I just strengthened my business uh, most of my business is all built by referral but I do try to do different streams try to always look for different streams of income I got my broker's license and then Ten years into it, I felt like there was more for me, so um, I then moved to Pearson Smith Realty and I started the Platinum Group, Platinum Group Real Estate, with my business partner Karen Cooper. I started it four months into uh, into arriving here and being what I thought was 2015 was the best year of my life because I had had um, 2015. I did 20 million in sales it was my first time breaking 20 million. And by getting, you know, arriving here thinking it was the best year of my life, at the very end of that year in December, we got the worst news of our life that my husband, Joey Newfall, was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, stage four. And uh, it was horrible. Um, it, literally everything changed for us in a second. He was given a few months to live. He was 47. Um, he did live for 18 months and... You know, it, it taught me a lot of lessons because, you know, our business is a very emotional business and we spend a lot of time helping our clients um, dealing with difficulties, transi- transitions, and tragedies, but then the tables turned on me and all of a sudden I was in trauma and, and I, uh, it's how do you help people when you need help yourself? And so I've learned a lot of lessons that I want to share from my story and hopefully help other people today.
0: Wow, what what a story and so many questions. And I want to dig all into it. Um, First of all, how did your family get out of Beirut? And you were eight years old, right? Yep,
1: I was eight years old. Bombs everywhere. I was in and out of school. Um, several times we fled the country and went one year, one summer to Austria, one summer to Greece to visit uncles. Um, they were able to get a visa. My grandfather was already living here. So it was just my sister and I and my mom flew into JFK. My dad had to stay back. He didn't get a visa. And so we lived about a year apart from him. And my mom got to the U.S. and got a driver's license and got a, you know, went back to college. Uh, it was, you know crazy when i think about it i feel like my, my life has been full of highs and lows lots of adversity and i'm certain that the reason i have built much resilience is because of where i came from and how i you know i've had to survive you have to figure out how to survive when you're you're in that kind of situation
0: so did your dad get his visa
1: he did he did mm-hmm. and then he eventually joined us here and but you know i was um you know i was definitely the immigrant child i still you know have you know, learn the language, learn the culture, still learning the culture. And, you know, I'm very fortunate. I have a very wonderful family that has given me a lot of love, support, strength. And a lot of them are very much um, business entrepreneurs. And, you know, living in, in America has really given us the ability to, to do that, to, to like when you come from a country where it's a beautiful country, but with such chaos and uncertainty and danger you just can't think about the things you can think about here so coming here you know I was um very hungry I mean hungry in terms of driven I didn't want to be poor I didn't want to um struggle I wanted my myself and my children and future generations to have a stable life so my husband and I he also came from Lebanon also came um as a child he had lost his sister. We both arrived here, separate families, and we met here. And so we both had the same drive and hunger to to succeed and to to thrive.
0: His sister was killed in the war.
1: Yeah, she was about ten. And she was about he ten. Died. He almost died. He was. He got hit by a bomb. He survived.
0: him and his sister were minding their own business, playing or whatever, and a bomb landed
1: in front of a stone church in the mountains. Yeah, and another yeah. sister. Yeah, he's the youngest of eleven children.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, so let's keep going if you don't mind. I mean, you know, we talked a little bit about this ahead of time. You gave me permission to kind of go down this road so uh, because you think that other agents might be able to learn from this uh, story. So here you are. You're an agent. And everybody listening knows what the life of an agent is like, right? I mean, especially nowadays, you know, there's a lot of money to be made. Um, There's a lot of excitement. Is there's a lot of uh, let's say uh, it's is consuming business, right? So you're consuming, It's two thousand and fifteen, right? You're consumed. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. You got three kids, right? And then all of a sudden, your husband gets news that he has pancreatic cancer. So uh, tell me about this, like, and and tell me what changed, and tell me about how it affected not only you but your business, and and let's talk about that.
1: Okay, sure. 2015, again, you know, um, craziest, most exciting, most intense year of my life. We, uh, I've got record-breaking sales. I've got three kids that play travel soccer. I have this big dream of opening, starting a team, and we're in the process of this transition in the middle of, you know, all these closings and trying to figure out how we're going to do this. And so when I, when I finally get here, I think I started in Pearson in August, in December 8th, my husband had been having stomach pain. And he kept thinking it was indigestion. And so he called me one normal Tuesday evening, I was sitting here at this office right where I'm at right now, and said, you know, I spoke to the doctor, something's off with my charts. And I said, you know, this has been going on too long. Let's go to I'll meet you at the, um, you know, in Overland. I'll meet you over there. Uh, to, let's just see what's going on. So we get there. And You know, they walk in and they said, you know, we are are very concerned. We see lesions. And so begins this horrific nightmare, like something out of a movie, but except it's real life. It's really happening. My husband was very fit. He uh, owns a hair salon. Very, very, very awesome dad. Very uh, youthful, very full of life. Very much an entrepreneur. And so they kept him overnight. I I go home and the next, the next few weeks become a nightmare. It's a few weeks before Christmas. We had worked really hard and had planned this cruise at the end of the year. And we're thinking that, you know, this is our, our treat. And so between then and the cruise, we find out he has this cancer and they tell us we he should go. They give him a one to 2% chance to live. And we don't tell the children for till after Christmas, because we really couldn't even believe it ourselves. It's, um, I can't even tell you the horror and the trauma and the fear and what fear does doesn't matter how strong you are. The fear just eats you alive. So, um, I had, uh, tons of, you know, real estate transactions. I called, I remember calling my partner and I, 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 just basically gave her everything. She took everything over and, you know, told me that, you know, everything you'd ever done in your life and have gone through has prepared you for this day. And, and she was right. And so, you know i i just i can 't even tell you what it was like. it was crazy, but i did I did learn a lot of things from the experience that um, I hope to share with you today
0: wow intense so well let's let's let 's dig into it because I think your ten things are going to uh, tie into a lot of the other questions I have and and lead into some other good stuff regarding how your partner right uh, handled your business for you, how your team stepped up and how you eventually got back into it. And I I guess my, my one question is this, like a lot of people would think, you know, that if this happened to them, that they would just quit everything. Right. And just be like, I just need to hyper focus on Joey and, and the family. Is that kind of what you did or tell me how you handled this?
1: That's exactly what I did. I remember uh, calling her to tell her the news and I remember telling her very clearly that um, I said, as of today, I quit my job. I completely quit my job. My new job is cancer conqueror, helping to support Joe and finding a way out of this because my whole, he's my life partner for, you know, 25 years. Um, and so you can't think about anything else when that's taken from you. So I, I just was in a terrible state of mind and trying to, you know, find strength, even just to function. So I did have to put real estate aside and, and I, and I did that. I think the, there was a two periods during the 18 months where I completely stopped working. Maybe I would have a few hours uh, or maybe a day or so um, the way I could, I could engage in real estate. And a lot of it was um, just referring business out or trying to keep things automated. But it was very limited real estate. He did go into remission for a few months. I went back and worked, but again, very limited. He was 100% my focus. We changed everything about his diet, food, um, and he needed support and my children needed support and I needed support. And so it was a very, the darkest time of our life.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating how, you know, we have all these things going on, and then it could all stop like that, right? Like, yeah. like,
1: and I'm the biggest person on goal setting and, and dreaming, and, and so is my husband, and we both have been, you know, wired that way. But when you find yourself in um, a trauma like this, none of, none of it matters. Everything dis- disappears. Your health is your wealth, and it's the truest thing, so you've got to take care of yourself. Because when it goes, what you have is, um, it helps you, money helps you sort of get through it, but um, there's nothing more important than, than your health and your life and your, your family. It's everything.
0: Increase profits with proven price reduction techniques and 20 plus little known scripts to get your property sold. You'll learn everything from proper pricing of properties, working and handling objections from sellers, and getting the proper price reductions at the right time so that your properties sell. Price reductions can be tricky business, but take it from me, you will get your listing sold, create a tribe of happy sellers, and generate a ton of referrals if you follow the proven methods and price reduction scripts. There's a 30-day risk-free money-back guarantee. And for limited time only, I have a 50% off offer. Yes, 50% off real world training that easily delivers a hundred times return on investment. Head over to rebusuniversity.com now, select the certified price reduction course and enter coupon code PRICE50 at checkout. That's coupon code PRICE50 for 50% off and instant access to this five star training. You really realize that I'm I'm kind of uh, going through something now. My, uh, my friend of mine, Eric Pakula, who is uh, you know one of the top Remax agents in the in the country, and he um, I've known him for twenty some years, known as Dad, his brothers. You know, he was in a really really bad car accident uh, about uh, you know a little while ago, and he's been in a, a coma. He's been unconscious since, and his whole business is. I mean, he's been on the show is is uh, top. Top guy, Joseph Bird's been on my show twice and, and they have all this stuff going on, right? All these de- lots of real estate transactions going on and it's all like, you know, what happens, right? So his team is working day and night, you know, keeping it up. And
1: My team was critical. Everybody stepped in to help. Everybody was... So kind, so supportive, doing everything they can. But you know, every one of us, no matter how how well we feel today, our business is flowing, the markets are flowing. Every one of us, at some point in time, will face personal challenges. I mean, I've seen it with other agents and me: illnesses, taking care of sick family members, divorces, financial troubles, um, accidents. Like your your friend, just we we have to be. We always have to keep that in in our the back of our heads that. You have to sort of think, like, what if there's a crisis? What if there's an emergency? How will you be able to handle it? And hope that it never happens. But you should always be prepared that in the event it does, can you sustain yourself and your family? Can you get through it? And how will you get through it? Mm. It's a subject that it's um, fun to talk about, but I think it's important to bring it up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about your lessons here, and I think you will learn how to get through it. This is going to be good for everybody listening. So in this time of turmoil and angst or whatever, you're, you're, you're journaling, you're, you're thinking really hard. You came up with
1: my lessons. My your lessons. lessons.
0: Let's talk about them. Like, so what, what would you, what's the first one?
1: Okay. I think the first one is um, every, everybody in this business needs to have a what-if plan. What if there's a crisis, how will you sustain it? So, you know, we were always very financially conservative growing up. And I think that comes from our background of being born into a war-torn country. And so we saw our families having to basically pick up everything they have in a suitcase and move to a different country. And so, you know, at a moment's notice, life can change on us very quickly. So all through the years, um, when I went back and I started selling real estate, I kept thinking to myself, if I'm going to be this... If I'm going to be away from my young children, they were two, four and two and a baby. And if I'm going to spend all these hours away from my family working, it really needed to be worthwhile for them and for us. And so for me, um, having financial independence was always a key factor. And so we work really hard to build savings. Like I recommend everyone have at least one year of living expenses in savings at minimum. Um, working to pay off your debt. Uh, every year that I've been in the business, I've been contributing to my um, self-employed retirement plan because, in, you know, we don't have vacations. We don't have sick days. We don't have a lot of the things that a lot of other people do. We're independent consultants having, um, you know, saving towards colleges. I just mentioned, I made my first work, you know, tuition payment yesterday and paying off our house. I mean, from day one, all of those things were critical to me, and I was working towards them. So I encourage everybody to really look at your financial. It's really nice to have all the latest things and the nicest vacations. and Not that we don't spend money, but we do. But we also are very uh, conservative with it so that if there is a crisis, and, and when when it happened to us and the tables turned on us, I really was able to, it didn't, help Joe with the illness, but it helped us to focus on him and not have to worry about, are we going to lose our house? Can we make the next payment? Um, So I I highly recommend everybody think about, you know, being conservative financially. and, And even when they, when the real estate market changes on us, I mean, right now it's a good market in a few years, we don't know what's going to happen. It's so important to have to be financially sound so that you can sustain the storm.
0: I like that. I like. I mean, I think if you had to focus on three things, guys, to simplify this, to you know, your what if plan, just like Vicky said, should include a year of cash, a paid off house, yep. and of course, the, a life insurance.
1: Life insurance. We had. Uh, we didn't have disability insurance, but in hindsight, I think that probably would have been a good idea. And making sure that you have wills done and things. You know, those kind of things again, like we, we did all those things and tried to be prepared and tried to be responsible. And, and, you know, there came a day where we really were so thankful that we had all those things in place because it was one less thing to, one less thing to think about.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. What was number two?
1: So um, the next thing I think for, for me was, um, you know, what happened was the, the stress of what we were going through was so debilitating that when you have mental stress and fear in your mind all day long, you really, it's really hard to engage with people. I couldn't talk to people about real estate. It seemed so it, it just trivial. It became- So uh, I would say that next lesson I would say is look for ways to automate your business, your prospecting. So certain things, even though I wasn't always on the phone like I was before, uh, a lot of things like our direct, we have a monthly postcard that goes out to our clients. um, And that goes out monthly. It's automated. Um, Email blasts are automated. Things that um, others could help me do, my team or my assistant or somebody just as much as you can try to continue to uh, prospect even though maybe you can't take on the business but when the business comes in you certainly can refer it out to your teammates your partner and having some income is better than having no income right Mm -hmm. so um that was very important and then you know one thing that you have to think about is people buying and selling real estate are also going through a lot of emotion and stress so you know my story was very public. a lot of people, a lot of my close clients knew, but other people that I was working with during that time, if i didn 't know them very well, it was it depended on it was a case by case basis on what yeah, I mean you thinking. don't want to
0: volunteer it 's just something you don 't want to talk about all the time yeah.
1: so I think you have to be really mindful of what you share and what you don 't share. I mean a lot of people are going through divorces and it's it 's another weight they don 't need to think about our problems, and so I think it's important to think about that. Um, another thing that I did, which I think really helped me today, is I looked for. I had very limited time. I worked maybe one, one to two days a week max, and so I had to be very uh, wise with my time and efficient. So what I did is I started to become more local in my in my market. You know, um, I focused a lot on working with sellers because seller leads, I could list things I can handle because I could be at the clinic. I could be at the hospital. I could be at home. I could still do things from my laptop um, or from the phone. Control.
0: Listings give you control, you know.
1: Listings give you control. And so um, other things that I did is I really, again, focused on my geographic farm. I started to do community sponsorships, you know, at the local high school, the local uh, middle schools, um, tried to, you know, as much as I could, expanded my database uh, locally. Um, I could take on, uh, you know, a listing in my neighborhood. I could go show a house and be back in ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Whereas yeah. before, I could go to many different towns. And if I did work with any buyers at all, it was very um, specific, very targeted. I want to buy a house on this neighbor in this neighborhood, um, and that was that was it.
0: Now, so, now, are these part of the ten, or is this still part of the? Number two, automate. Um,
1: So automate was like, uh, is number two. Number three is look for opportunities to be efficient with your time. So go local. That would be number three. Yeah.
0: Go. Yeah. I mean, in reality, those are that, that whole go local thing is what everyone should be doing anyways. Right. Because, because I mean, number one, listings, you know, put you in so much more control. Number two, business begets business. Right. Um, And so, the more local, the more concentrated you are, the more people are going to see you all the time, right? And and the less time you're going to waste driving and everything else. No, yeah, I mean, I mean.
1: It's things that have uh, I should have, you know, I mean, not that I didn't do before, but when it, when it became forced and I had very little time to choose from, going local makes perfect sense. And really everybody should be going local. I think trying to cover many different states. Some people in our area, we have D.C., Maryland, Virginia is all, you know, pretty close, but it's, too much. What happens if there's an emergency? You can't go driving here and there and everywhere. So you really, it's best, and you do more business. The more specialized you are, the, the more business you do. And that's, I think, what has definitely helped me strengthen my business this year. Um, you know, another thing I did was I had a very hard time. Lots of people would call me or, or message me, but it was hard to talk about it. And so I started a local community group called Leesburg Moms for women in the middle of like really my darkest period, I felt like I was, um, I, I was disappearing. I was, uh, and this was a way for me to let people know that I'm still there. It, I was, I stayed visible and I was very much engaged. It was on my own terms every morning. And I still do this um, every morning. Most mornings I'll post something inspirational, motivational. It kind of was th- uh, therapy as well in terms of talking about what's going on with my family, but people knew I was there but I wasn't having to do the one-on-one calls and explaining how things were going because things weren't going well. Um, that group, Leesburg Moms, is um, about 2,500 local women. And I started it really to help myself. It was to help other women be better moms and help you, them.
0: You started it. Right. You started it for yeah. therapy almost, right? It was for, for for yourself. It was therapeutic. And now it's 2,500 women?
1: Yeah. 2,500 women. I started it really with my closest friends and some family members. And I called it Leesburg Moms. And every morning I would sort of post something, uh, being grateful, smiling, um, you know, uh, things to help us be better women, better moms, better selves. And it just started to grow and grow and grow. And what it did is I was at that point in time, I could not take phone calls. I felt very bad about not returning calls because you feel so... about what's going on in your life so this way people knew I was okay I was there and it kind of became I don't think I would have started it otherwise but it really became good and so every morning I post something and it's a great way to stay engaged with your market it's local and you know the other day I walked into uh, a 7-eleven and um, with my son and a woman saw me and said you know she recognized me from the post and came and gave me you know, as I said, you know, you inspire me so much and gave me a hug. And so it's it's amazing. And um, it's been really helpful to me. And I feel like I'm able to give back. A lot of women who are also going through different struggles and challenges reach out to me privately because, uh, you know, everyone has their, their issues, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: That was very good. Going local has been good. In fact, I think this year, I'm looking at my sales. I think I probably had about... Five closed sales from these bird moms.
0: Really? Yeah. That's great. And, and it just goes to show you that you could just uh, do something with without an end game, right? I yeah, mean, I and, a- and, it, and it could just take on a life of its own. That's the whole crazy part about the internet nowadays, right? I mean, yeah.
1: Social media has been a huge part of my recovery. So another lesson I learned is, um, so Joe passed away on May 31st, 2017. I took a month off, and then I came back to work in July a year ago. This month, mm. and my and I was, you know, when you lose your life partner, you are so shaken, and so you you know you lose your confidence, you lose you lose your self esteem, you are just disoriented, and my business had gone. From a very good business to zero, like the phones weren't ringing. It was so quiet. So I came back uh, a year ago, and I met a woman who had also uh, been widowed many years ago, and she gave me some very good advice. She said, um, "One, focus on your voice and two, work is good medicine." She said, hmm. "Get back to work, and work so hard you come home exhausted." Hmm. So I thought, okay, I can I can do that. It seems simple enough. I could I could absorb that information. And that's what I did. So re-engaging was part of my recovery. Uh, and the way I did that is I had, you know, so many hundreds of people had reached out to us during this illness and had been kind and had done acts of kindness and sent us gifts and notes and cards. So I thought, this is my time to say thank you. And so I literally wrote in July through December hundreds of thank you notes. I made lots and lots of calls thanking people for all they had done, and I went on lunch after lunch after lunch after lunch with many people who had offered to meet with me, and I just couldn't at the time, so it was my way to reconnect with people. So coffees, lunches, coffees and lunches all through July through December.
0: And again, and, and again your intention was not necessarily like to sell these people houses. Your intention was no. to just kind of re-engage, get your blood flowing, yes. be productive so that you don't dwell yes. on the tragedy. And and I guess that's the whole reason why this this mentor of yours told you work is good medicine. It wasn't it wasn't being a workaholic is good for your health. It's 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 being productive is good for your mind, I think is my related. mind.
1: Because being idle on weekends and night and holidays and when I'm alone, idle is not good for me. So being busy just it's good. It gets the energy out in a productive, positive way versus other things I could be doing that are not very good. So I really took that to heart and I think it was very good advice and they had done the same. And my message was clear as I sat with my friends and family, neighbors, past clients. It was always, uh, thank you for all the support and help you gave me. Um, I am strong. I am back. And, and I kept saying, work is good medicine. I'm okay. I'm back to work. I'm back to work. And, and then, you know, slowly the work came back. And this year has been 2018. I just ratified my 42nd house i'm at 25 million in sales in six months and this is uh i can't even tell you i don't even know how i how it happened honestly but in 2015 my best year was breaking 20 million and here it is 2018 and i did 25 in six months 25 million in six months and so it it's you know that that book um 10x uh by grant cardone about massive action leads to massive results Mm. And I think that's really what I ended up doing. And looking back in hindsight,
0: uh, you didn't know it at the time, but it, you implemented. Yeah. You implemented the Leesburg mom. You implemented this massive. And, and if you follow, say, Michael Mayer or, or some of these um, uh, other people that advocate Brian Buffini, that advocate, you know, constantly meeting people and and pop buys and action and and you know prospecting and things like that it all kind of makes sense that that's what you're doing, but that wasn't your intent at the time. But in reality, yes, you took a 10 X massive action and adding both of those things plus everything else.
1: Yeah. You know, you know, I really had to re, uh, which is another lesson, you know, I think always know your why, you know, for years, it was because we wanted to provide for our kids. We wanted to retire. We wanted to, um, live in a warm place one day. And so when I lost Joe, my why was shaken and so it's taking me a year to sort of rediscover my why and my why is that i've got three young sons that are um you know when and at his passing they're 12 14 and 16 and they're watching me and they're watching me very carefully they're injured beyond belief at losing their dad and they're looking at me as a role model and i can either choose to not get out of bed choose not choose to be a victim of my circumstance Or my other option was to um, teach them resiliency and teach them that I can and and we will survive this. We will get through it. We'll never get over it, but we will get through it. And so that's what I choose. I choose to, to be strong.
0: Wow. Good for you. Okay. So work is good medicine. I love that. Number five, what's that?
1: So redefining your why, understanding you know, maybe that there's a new purpose in life for me and trying to figure out what that is, um, rebuilding my confidence. Part of my, my hustle of getting back on my feet as quickly as I can is because, number one, now I'm the sole provider, um, but I really was very shaken in terms of confidence. All of a sudden, mentally, I think I can't do this anymore. I don't, know, I, I, I don't know why, but that's kind of what you go through. It's a process. Grief is a process. It's very, you know, it doesn't leave you alone, and it shakes you to your core. And so um, understanding that there's a reason for me to be here and that the reason is for my boys to make sure they're, they're good and their welfare is good. And so um, that was really critical. And so it helped me have strength to push on and get back on my feet again as possible.
0: Wow, I love that. Okay. Um, You you know, redefine your why. Okay, what else?
1: Then I think the the very last part, I think, is um, giving uh, myself grace. I think that, um, you know, I work crazy hard Monday through Saturday, and on Sundays, um, I take that time from my family. Uh, Nights and weekends are really my time to grieve, be alone, read, yoga. Um, so basically um, allowing myself time to rest and recover from everything that we've experienced is really critical and then Monday again Monday like when I first came back on the first few months I was taken on every lead possible as I started to get more momentum back up again I'm back to now taking Sundays off because I think you have to allow yourself when you've gone through a very difficult time you have to give yourself time to rest and recover and and um, so it could be gym time. It could be walks. It could be it could be whatever. But I needed time for my family, and I needed time to work. And I try to allow time to um, come to terms, I guess, and dealing accept with acceptance with what's going on because there's a lot going on in my head at all times.
0: Yeah, everything in moderation, right? Including everything. moderation. So. Yeah. It's so addicting and it's, it's such an adrenaline uh, type of business. I mean, and you're doing, you know, 40 deals in six months. I mean, that's,
1: um, a lot. you know. And, you know, yeah. social media was a big part of it. You know, while he was ill, I didn't feel like, I did the Leesburg Moms, but publicly I didn't do very many. I didn't talk about it. But once I came back to work, social media was a huge help in letting people know I am working again. And so that, with the calls and the notes and the Popeyes and all the energy, um, I took a lot of my uh, anger and my, and my frustration and my sadness, and I tried to put it into a po- positive things, which for me is work. 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 I love working, and I enjoy it. And I like to work one because I want to work, not because I have to work. So all those things were important to me and to my family.
0: Yeah. And, and so how do you know? when? Well, I guess it's not, it's not how do you know. I, I guess the question is, how do you do it, right? How are you doing it now? How are you selling 80 houses a year or more, right? Yeah, Raising three boys by yourself.
1: And that's the key. I'm not by myself. So I have, I have a very good strong support system. At home, I still have my au pair who helps me in the afternoons, Um, she is critical to keeping the home front going, house clean, meals cooked. Um, and I, so I'm very specialized and then at work, I have a wonderful assistant, Karen Karkin and Dee Simmons, they both, they're key. They're key for me at home and at work and she helps me keep track of all the details. So I've become very specialized. The way I can do this kind of business is because I'm very focused on what I do. I, I list homes, I prospect, I market, I um, since I've come back, I started another group called the Leesburg Business Networking Group. And so I started, it's like a business-to-business networking group. I, I'm very um, strong and comfortable in taking lead. Like, I don't want to have all my eggs in one basket. So the majority of my business does come from Sphere and my database. Um, but I, I've really worked real hard this year to make sure that I understand what my pillars are in my business. And that is social media and that is business to business, and that is geographic farming. And so I have four pillars and then sphere. So focusing in on my sphere and then focusing in on my four pillars has really helped me have, go from a good business to a fabulous business.
0: <laughs> wow, I love that. And, and so do you work buyer's?
1: Um, So I work buyers, but only in specific cases. I found that my energy and my stamina is very low. I'm trying to rebuild my energy. So I don't have energy or even patience at this point to sort of go and show 20 million houses to somebody. But a lot of times this year, I actually, I would say 35% of my business this year has been buyers, but they're all been like sellers who are very specific in what they want. I want to buy this neighborhood, that house on this street
0: move up seller sellers that also want to buy. And those are the easiest ones. I mean, that's if you could only work those, I mean, that that's great. So the question is, so what do you do with a buyer that's a referral that, that, you know, is not a seller that or has a house a half an hour away? Uh, What do you do with people that are out of your hyper local market and buyers that are just Random buyers. What do, you, what yeah, do you
1: random do? buyers who haven't really figured out where they want to be? So we have a. You know, I'm very lucky. We have um, our team is a group of 24 women. So we have 17 full time agents, excellent agents, all full time professional agents that kind of all live around this area. So I'm happy to refer business to them. It helps them grow their business, their database, and it helps me stay focused because my my number one uh, goal is to basically help with building our team up. Um, you know, continue bringing in income as well from our our side. So it, it would really be—it's it, not good use of my time to spend hours in the car. So I really—and so it's my my capacity and my bandwidth is limited. So you have to be smart with your time. I mean, time is everything.
0: Yeah. And when and when she says her team, she means her team, Ridge, her brokerage that she belongs to. There, basically, as others would look at it, her team is basically her and herself. And then she's, ref- her and her one uh, right-hand woman who, who's, you know, yeah. an executive assistant. And then she refers it for a referral fee, right? And they can have it. You don't want them in your database. You don't want them. You're just basically giving them away, right? Well, we,
1: have, we you know, Karen and I have, we own the Platinum Group, which right. is a group of 24 women within our brokerage. So we're, we're a team within the brokerage. Okay. So I give a lot of business to our team.
0: I got you. Okay, cool. Yeah, and that's cool. You know what I mean? I think, I think more agents need to be more f- just focused like that. I, and, I, and I've always known that the profit is bombastic if you can, if you can do that, right? Because even if you, weren't, if you, if you didn't have the team and you're just an agent at ABC Real Estate and you had one assistant and you referred it, they would build their own database where they would take it. You would never see it again. Hopefully, they would you know give you a 25% referral fee and that would be it. And I've talked to agents on the show that, that are doing that now, only working listings, referring out everything that th- isn't within a certain mile radius, referring out everything that's a buyer and, unless it's a good fat commission or an easy deal like you said. And the profit margin is just, just unreal. Is, is there any other things on this list here? I know we jumped around a little bit here. I think we covered all 10. Did we yeah, cover all we 10 covered here? it all. I
1: mean, I think the, the message is whether – you know, not everybody has a team. Not everybody has a partner. But I think that the, the, the key points are um, make sure that you plan for if there's an emergency or a crisis, can you and your family sustain it? Look for ways to be efficient with your time to automate your marketing and to really focus on going local. And just do that now because it makes sense. Because when, when if something happens, a disaster strikes, you're much better off if your business is right here and local. And then in terms of recovery, it's really something probably that I, we should be doing all the time is massive action leads to massive results. And so being engaged, you know, calls, launches, notes, Popeyes, I know we've talked about all that stuff uh, for, you know, for years, but it really, it, it really is what works. And then for me, the fuel to my fire is always education. So it's listening to great podcasts like yours, lots of books, uh, conventions uh, ever since day one, I've been. Um, I feel like focusing on you investing in yourself, self development, all that stuff is is critical to succeeding because this business is. It's about drive. It's about being innovative. It's about thinking outside the box, and you know, in good times and bad times, those same tactics really or strategies really help you thrive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been great, Vicki. I really appreciate you coming on and being so candid. As you know, everybody that comes on a show brings a free gift with them. And what we do is I'm going to put all this in Vicki's show notes. By the way, if you guys want to reach out to Vicki and say hello, if you have a referral that you want to give her in the Northern Virginia area or give to her one of her agents at her teamerage, I'm going to put this on hybendigital.com, us Vicky Nafal, and it's V-I-C-K-Y, and it's N-O-U-F-A-L, hybendigital.com, Vicky Nafal. And I'm also going to put it in the Agent Success Toolbox, which you guys can get by going to hybendigital.com, us Toolbox, or texting the word Toolbox to 444-999. Vicky, what is your free gift today?
1: Uh, sure. Uh, so I thought what would be uh, very helpful, it's been helpful for me and for our team, is um, we call it a, a a database scavenger checklist. And so one of the critical things that we've done to help grow our business is to expand our database. We want our database to be always in an expansion mode. And so this is basically a checklist to kind of help trigger help you remember, because I think we always know more people than we think we do. And so it's kind of neat to go through this and look at all the different ways you can add to your database to grow your business, because the more you uh, network, the more you increase your net worth. So I'm going to, I'm going to upload that to you.
0: Oh, that'll be great. I can't wait to see it. Guys, that'll all be there in her show notes and in the toolbox. Vicki, this has been awesome. I will definitely be looking you up. We'll be getting together and breaking some bread in the near future. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you, Pat. Thanks for the opportunity to be here. I'm I'm very appreciative. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask... A small favor in return i need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button yes hit subscribe please the more subscribers that we get on real estate rock stars the better guests are attracted to the shows we'll get more guests from the top companies from the top teams and even more celebrity guests like robert kiyosaki and barbara corcoran also If you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers, and I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram, as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening, and keep rocking.